0: Friday night and we're talking football in a big big matchup coming up this weekend this Sunday in Nashville I'm Anthony Cazenza with the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast and CincyJungle.com and I'm joined by one of the lead men in the SB Nation network Jimmy Morris of Music City Miracles joining us he was kind enough to answer some questions on a Cincy Jungle post that we put up and now he's chatting some Bengals Titans here how you doing Jimmy I'm good how are you I'm doing well. Thanks for thanks for coming on. Thanks for chatting. I know this is an exciting game and a bit of a revenge game. And I guess that's kind of where I want to start with you, if, if you would like. I know in our chat, you kind of mentioned Coach Vrabel, maybe talked down the revenge aspect a little bit in this one. I would feel like, personally, if I was on the Titan side of things and in that locker room, a player that was on the team last year, etc., this was one of the games I would have had circled very early on after that schedule release. Is that something that you, despite what Coach Vrabel's saying, are you sensing that at all from any of the players or anything maybe at the beginning of the year, that sort of thing?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I would think we would be crazy to think that that's not a thought that's in. You know, Vrabel said they're, I guess half the team is is new this year. wasn't here last year, but okay. So let's talk about the other half that were here, right? Um, I think they certainly would have would have done that. would have Would have circled this game, um, you know. And Ryan Tannehill, like he talked about the, the first press conference that he did, kind of when they came back this year. Um, I mean, about the, all the trouble that he had getting over that loss, because you know it, it's not often that you can look at a game and blame a loss on one person. And you could pretty much blame that loss on Ryan Tannehill. I mean, if he doesn't throw, especially the second interception, if he doesn't throw the second interception, I think the Titans win. Um, But, you know, one of the three, uh, they probably win. And that was a team that the Titans felt like was good enough to make a run. Um, The defense was really good. The offense finally had everybody healthy Um, at that point. They had played most of the year without Derrick Henry, without Julio Jones. Both of those guys were back. Now, who knows how long Julio would have stayed healthy, but – Um, they really felt like they actually had an offense that was good enough and a defense that was really good that had a chance to make a run. And it it all ended, you know, the way that it did. And so I would think that the guys that were here, and again, especially Ryan Tannehill, are going to be a little bit extra geared up for this one. And so I wonder – it's one of those games where I think the initial, like, wave of emotions from that, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out and if they can get through – that, you know, as things settle in, because, you know, I mean, that, that's only going to carry you so far through the beginning of a game. But once all that emotion kind of dies down and it gets into just the normal flow of a game to see how uh, the guys come back from that, it'll, it'll be interesting to watch. But, yeah, I, like I said, I mean, I, I think we'd be crazy to think that there's not at least a little bit extra for this one.
0: Well, I mean, you mentioned his name, Ryan Tannehill, obviously struggled in that playoff game and he kind of in the spring when the teams kind of reconvened, he kind of was pretty uh, candid about some of the struggles that he had getting over that performance and getting over some of the the notions that the fan base and others were kind of uh, throwing out at him after that. And then, of course, the Titans go and draft Malik Willis, who ended up starting a couple of games because of an injury this year. I guess uh, just kind of a multiple part question if you will. I mean, how how has he looked in rebounded? because the Titans on paper didn't really do him any favor trading away AJ Brown, but um you know, I mean there's that aspect, how's he been playing, how's he come back from the from the injury all of that and then, you know, if you know if there's another loss like this to a quality opponent, I mean, might that chorus from Titans fans kind of get a little louder again? If uh, whether this one doesn't go his way, or if there's a playoff loss, you know that that shouldn't be maybe can see um, perceived as a playoff loss. You know, I mean, what? Just kind of give us the updates all around on Ryan yeah. Tannehill, I guess. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, so, I mean, you know, the Titans drafted Malik Willis in the third round of the draft last year. A guy that, you know, was getting a lot of buzz as being the first quarterback taken in that draft. Fell away to the third round. There was excitement around that. Now, he played two games while Tannehill was hurt. He played in Houston and then uh, in Kansas City against the Chiefs. They, I think he threw the ball ten times in the, in the Texans game. Didn't need to throw the ball. Derrick Henry ran crazy against the Texans. Their run defense is terrible. So it was obvious that the game plan there was to just hand the ball to Derrick Henry. So that was fine. Um, went to Kansas City. He did a little bit more. Played Malik Willis says, plays a little bit better, but still, like you could see, he's not ready. Now, I don't know. I still have high hopes for him down the road, but when you watch him in the preseason, from preseason game one to preseason game three, he got a lot better but it was clear that he needed some time to work some things out if he's going to be a quarterback in the NFL. So that I think helped Ryan Tannehill that Malik Willis has played in two games that didn't play very well. I think that is kind of the fan base is not clamoring for Malik Willis. Okay. So that helps him a little bit. Um, Tannehill has been good this year. He's he's been better at taking care of the ball. He had a bad interception problem last year, um, which was it was the first time he'd had that since he came to the Titans had been really good in the year and a half before that, where he was a starter um, has been, I mean, he's played really well overall for this team. Now he hasn't been good in the playoffs. That's kind of been the knock on him. I, I will say the year that they, that the Titans lost to Kansas city in the AFC championship game uh, in the first two games, the Titans won at new England and at Baltimore. Um, and Derrick Henry had really good games in those games, but Tannehill made, you know, like three or four plays in each game that really helped them win those games and, and allowed them to just feed Derrick Henry and him to go wild. So he gets – he doesn't get as much credit for that playoff run as he should, but at the same time, when the Chiefs were able to shut Derrick Henry down, Ryan Tannehill couldn't make enough plays to, you know, overcome that. So that's kind of been the thing is is, is he hasn't been great in the playoffs. He's been really good in the regular season, minus last year. But last year, again, was a little bit different because, um, you know, they – the big acquisition off season was to to bring in Julio Jones. Well, Julio Jones, I mean, you've seen it this year. He's done. Like I love Julio. I'm an Alabama fan, biggest Julio fan in the world, but I think his Mm -hmm. legs are just done at this point. So um, they, I think probably expected too much of him um, given where his health was. So, um, but they didn't have him for most of the year. They didn't have AJ Brown for a lot of the year. He spent time on, on IR and was banged up kind of when he was in. And then of course, Derrick Henry missed m- most of the season. So, um, you know, last year was a little bit of extenuating circumstances because Ryan Tannehill was trying to make plays with guys that just weren't, weren't exactly playmakers. So, you know, you give him a little bit of a pass for that, but again, he had all those guys back in the, in the Bengals game and, and still didn't make good decisions. but, um, this year, like you said, they didn't do him any favors. I mean, A.J. Brown, it sounds like he just decided that he didn't want to be here anymore for whatever reason. It was kind of weird because um, last year, kind of towards the end of the season, um, he at, at a press conference. I don't remember how it got started, but he basically talked about Mike Vrabel and how much Vrabel meant to him and some you know mental hmm. health struggles he had had and how Vrabel had helped him through that stuff. And then all of a sudden, it was like he was ready to get out of here. He spent a bunch of time on social media since he left, kind of, you know, dogging the Titans and and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it's just been kind of a weird deal because, you know, the Titans traded him like he wanted. He got a huge contract like he wanted. He got to go play with Jalen Hurts like he wanted. He's in an an offense now that's going to feature him that this one wasn't going to. So, anyway, all that is just kind of weird. But... You know, the Titans, with all the problems they've had, I mean the Titans since they have been here, have not been able to draft and develop a wide receiver. Um, and they finally did, and then they don't even give him a second contract. So that was kind of frustrating. <laughs> but um, you know, they they drafted Traylon Burks, Traylon Burks was good last week, uh, was starting to show some signs, had a turf toe injury that kept him that put him on IR for four games. So that was frustrating. Um, but it's just that this weapon group is bad. I mean, I think Robert Woods is pretty good, but he's not good enough to be the, like, number one alpha in, in a receiver room. Um, he, he still makes plays when they throw him the ball, but he's not a difference maker by himself. Um, you know, but he's, so he's been there all year. I mean, he's coming off an ACL, but he's, he's been fairly healthy. Trevon Burks has been in and out of the lineup. Another guy, Kyle Phillips, they drafted uh, on day three showed some promise, had a good game in week one, but then he's been hurt since he's on IR now. So, Mm. you know, they just haven't, there's nobody to throw the ball to, honestly. Um, There was a quote that was circulating. I think it was from Ed Warder. I can't remember who quoted it, but basically, you know, they had asked Vrabel if there was concern on, you know, giving Derrick Henry the ball 25, 30 times a, uh, a week, like, is that eventually going to wear on him? And variable was like, I mean, I get it, but I, I think this quote was who the hell are, do you want us to throw it to? So, <laughs> I, I mean, you know, like th- there's, there's some things there that, you know, it, it's just, it's Ryan Tannehill has been up against it. Plus then you got left tackle, Taylor Lewan, who's a really good player tears his ACL in week two in Buffalo. They're running Dennis Daly out there who, I, I mean, I haven't looked over the last couple of weeks, but like PFF grades had him as like the worst left tackle in the league. He's terrible. I don't understand why they keep putting him out, putting him out there, but they do. Um, so they, they've got offensive line problems as well. So, I mean, it's just there's a lot of things stacked up against Ryan Tannehill. But i that just say he's played pretty well this year. And then last week in Green Bay, he had his best game of the season. Chandler uh, Burks had his first career 100-yard game. So hopefully something to build on there. Um, but it's just, it's, it's tough for Tannehill because there's just no weapons out there to throw to. I mean, he would die to have Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Tyler, you know, like
0: take any of the three of
1: those guys, they'd be the best receiver on this team. So, um, it's just, it's, it's kind of tough when you don't have those guys to throw to.
0: Talking with Jimmy Morris of the Music City Miracles website. They are the Tennessee Titans blog within the SB Nation network. Appreciate his time on a Friday night. He's carving out time with us to chat with chat football about this big, big game. Appreciate his time. You talked a little bit about the offensive line. Um, Taylor Luan is is hurt, right? So uh, he's and that's a big loss. Um, it's kind of seemed like even last year there were some you know some some good moments from that unit, some bad moments from that unit. I, I guess. You know, people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones if you're a Bengals fan talking about offensive lines of last year. But regardless, uh, give us a little bit of an update on how they've been performing. You talked about one of their players there kind of being low on the PFF metrics. But just overall, I mean, has it been because uh, Derek Henry still having some great performances. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I assume it's built for run blocking at least as, as the primary, and then maybe the pass blocking is the secondary, but I mean, overall, how has that unit been performing without Taylor Lewan? Yeah, they're okay. in run blocking. Um, like I said, Dennis Daly, his, his biggest issue is in pass
1: blocking. Um, you know, they, last year they kind of had some right tackle issues. And then early in the year, last year, Taylor Lewan was coming off of an ACL injury. Um, mm-hmm. He struggled a little bit coming back last year, but by the time as, as the year progressed, he got better and was kind of back to the form that we had seen from him before. Um, but I mean, so last year they had Luan at left tackle. They had Ryder Saffold at left guard. He's mm-hmm. gone. They, they cut him, had to do it for salary cap reasons. Um, but Aaron Brewer, the guy that plays there now is, is a fine player, but he's just, he's a little, or, I mean, as far as, you know, NFL uh, offensive linemen go. They so gets pushed around a little bit. Ben Jones center, really good. Nate Davis, right guard, really good. Uh, Nicholas Petit-Friere from Ohio State, rookie right tackle, has played well. So, I mean, the offensive line, as far as, as the run blocking unit, is pretty good. Um, the the, the it's, it's been pass blocking that's a problem. And again, it's been mainly the left side with Daly and Aaron Brewer. So, um, you know, they, they, you would like to have, you know, that kind of that short, that quick hitting passing game to, to make up for that. They haven't had the guys to do that, uh, w- with all the injuries that they've had. So they'll try to incorporate some of that here, you know, play action helps with some of that a little bit. So, um, it, it's a, it's a good, uh, they're not great run blocking, but they're good enough run blocking, but pass blocking is tough. And so again, if, if they can stay in a, in a, game script where they still have the threat of the run and that kind of stuff, then it's okay. Like it, it, it does fine there, but once it's like defense can pin their ears back and go, it's just, it's going to be trouble. So hopefully they can stay in positive game script and at least, you know, still have the threat of the run, be able to feed Derrick Henry. I mean, like I said, in the, in the five questions still, I mean, if they can give the ball to him 30 times, they'll be thrilled to do that. Um, And that's what they want to do in every game they go into. It's just a matter of, can they keep it close enough to, to do that. I mean, I think they can, but that's, that's kind of their goal every
0: time. So this week, it kind of provides uh, this. I keep using this term just because I know it's kind of a cliche, but it's a big litmus test for both teams, right? Because as I looked at both teams, I mean, they're both, you know, Bengals are six and four Titans are seven and three, very respectable records from both teams. Bengals kind of started slow and have kind of gotten a little hotter. Um, but there are some bad losses, particularly to, good teams on from both of these from both of these teams you know uh tennessee lost to buffalo and kansas city and i think it, didn't they lose to the giants in week giants, one yeah. as well yeah so i mean all of those teams are, are pretty quality teams um but the the wins have kind of seemingly come against the colts and some of the other teams that don't have the strongest records the same kind of could be said about the Bengals when they've beaten up on the nfc south which is kind of a dumpster fire right now and and you know some other teams that don't have great records i i guess you know what do you make of that? Is this is this being built up a little bit as, hey, you know, this is kind of the contender-pretender type of game, uh, even though both are kind of seemingly making a push to the playoffs just because of the quality of the opponent?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I get that. And I think that, especially with how bad the Titans have been on offense this year, I mean, I, I, they're still not – I can't I, I looked at the points per game earlier today, but as they're still under 20. I know that. Um, they hadn't scored. The offense has just been, like the second half offense has been unbelievably bad. They've been really good coming out and in their script, and then just when they need to make adjustments and stuff, they haven't been able to do it. So um, like I, I get it from that perspective. Like I said, they they found a little something in a passing game in Green Bay. So hopefully that's going to translate. Hopefully that will carry over. And again, with Traylon Burks being back, uh, Chigakonkwo, tight end, a rookie that they have, I haven't talked much about him. But I mean, he's made some big plays these last three weeks. So hopefully, starting to incorporate him a little bit in the offense. Um, but listen, the Titans—they want to muck games up and win them ugly. I mean, that's their—that's their style. And you know, Mike Vrabel at one point this season basically said, like, "What do you want? Like, this is this is what we're going to do." This yeah. is the style we're going yeah. to play. If you're looking for something else, you know, too bad. It's, it's not. It's not gonna. It's not gonna play out that way. So I think it's all. The Titans are always going to be the team that nobody really believes in, and and listen, like you said, I mean, the the wins have come against bad teams. Like that. That's been the thing. And they they had a chance to win in Kansas City. Um, you know, if the refs hadn't given the chiefs like six tries, to get a two point conversion. Uh, One time, Travis Kelsey rips off one of our uh, defensive backs helmets and they called a penalty on our guy. It was just, it was crazy. But anyway, um, you, you know, they had, they had a chance to win there. The defense is good enough to keep them in games. And so now it's a matter of can the offense punch back in those types of things. And, like I said, I mean, I, I have a little bit more optimism after what they did last week. And again, not just because they had one good game, because they might have one good game, but that some guys are coming back healthy, that they're getting some of the weapons back. So, I mean, I, I think that this team's going to win the AFC South. The AFC South, you talk about the NFC South being a dumpster so fire. The AFC South is terrible. <laughs> right. I mean, and so, like, that's been kind of a foregone conclusion, really, especially since they swept the Colts, because the Colts were the team. Now, you know, they fired yeah. the coach and hired a you know whatever but like um that that was the team that we were kind of i mean the national media had the Colts winning the division all summer which never made a whole lot of sense to me but um now that they've shown the Colts and the Colts have law i mean you know th- they're going to win the division they're going to make the playoffs that that's kind of a, a like i said a foregone conclusion at this point now it's just a matter of is this actually a team that can be a contender and until the offense comes around i mean you have to say no to that because look I I do think the defense is really good. And I think when they've got everybody healthy, um, it's one of those units that it can wreck an opposing team. I mean, they've shown that even with the loss of Harold Landry at the beginning of the year, they've been able to get after opposing teams' quarterbacks. Um, You know, but like I said, we saw last year, I mean, they sacked Joe Burrow, what, nine times in that game here? Mm -hmm. And they lost. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, you have to, everything has to go perfectly right if you're going to play that style and win a Super Bowl. And if you don't get, Every break that you need to get, you're not going to win when you don't have an offense that can compensate for those types of things. And so, to for them to actually be a contender, I need to see an offense that can do that. I think if they get everybody healthy, they're they, the offense is going to be good enough that they can that they can win games. Okay, that they can win games against these these high powered offenses. Um, but until we get to that point, you have to say, well, they're a team that's going to beat bad teams. They're gonna they're gonna win a game or two that they probably shouldn't win because they they do that every year. Mike Vrabel you know has his teams ready for that type of stuff, but an actual contender, no, not until they can score more than 19 points a game.
0: Talking with Jimmy Morris of Music City Miracles, the SB Nation site that covers the Tennessee Titans. He was gracious enough to help us out with the five questions with the enemy post this week. You're not an enemy, Jimmy. Uh, just, just to let that. you, know. are not, you're not, you're not my enemy. At least uh, <laughs> we just, we just got to play up that title. Uh, and then of course, joining us here on live on Friday night, we'll get him out of here in just a couple minutes. I guess talk about that defensive side of the ball. You know, I, I I don't mean to, you know, squash the, the win in Green Bay. Anytime you go to Lambeau and you beat Aaron yep. Rodgers at Lambeau, that's a quality win. But we know that the Packers are a bit down this year. And part of that reason is because of who they have at wide receiver, you know, Watson, Lazard, and all of that. I mean, they've, they've got some talent, but probably not as talented as the Bengals group, especially with Jamar Chase looking like he will make a return to some degree this week. Uh, Titans defense is talented. Uh, tell us a little bit about – maybe their back end of the defense and how they plan to play against the Bengals receivers. So do they play a lot of two, two deep safeties Are they, you know, a lot of teams are doing that early against the Bengals um, because they were saying, Hey, we're going to do that. We're going to take away chase and the deep ball beat us another way. And they had to adjust and it was ugly the first couple of games, but they made some adjustments. I mean, what's Tennessee looking to do from a secondary type of perspective. And you mentioned in our article that they're getting some guys back potentially as well there.
1: Yeah, I was looking at, okay, so uh, I guess Christian Fulton Christian Fulton is the, is the Titans' best corner, and he has been in and out of the lineup with a hamstring injury. He's questionable. He was limited today in practice, so we'll see. Um, he played in Green Bay, but I think re-aggravated the hamstring that had bothered him. He didn't play the week before, so he's, he's kind of been in and out. They haven't had all five of their defensive backs that they want on the field at the same time yet this season. Um, starting corners: Roger McCreary is a rookie out of Auburn. Mm-hmm. Christian Fulton, um, and then they've got Elijah Molden, who's there, who plays nickel, a second-year guy. He had a groin injury in training camp, came back and played in Week Ten against the Broncos, re-injured it. Um, didn't play last week against the Packers, but I think he is. Yeah, he he was full participation all week, so he has no injury as designation. So he'll be he'll be out there. Amani Hooker, the safeties are Amari Hooker and Kevin Byard. Kevin Byard's really good, all pro guy. Yeah. Uh, Amani Hooker is a guy that's it's good. They gave a contract extension to this this off season. He's missed the last three or four games with a shoulder injury. He should be back. So hopefully they get that group together. Um, because the, the when you look at the numbers, the pass defense has not been good. The run defense is really good. So, um, you know, it, it, they'll be better, obviously, if they have everybody out there that they want out there. Um, the pass rush is the thing that, you know, makes these guys look – better than they are, right? I mean, we, we, you know, everybody knows that watches football, um, the, the, it doesn't really matter how good a defensive back group is if there's no pass rush, right? I mean, and if a, if a defensive back group is good, they can do a, a certain amount, but they're not going to overcome a bad pass rush. If the pass rush is good, you can have some guys on the back end that aren't as good. So the Titans have been able to create pressure with different things this year. Um again they lost Harold Landry at the beginning of the year. He tore his ACL in the week yeah. leading up to week one. So that was that was tough because you know they gave him a bunch of money this offseason. He was really good last year. Mm-hmm. And the combination of him and Bud Dupree and Jeffrey Simmons and Danico Autry, that's a good pass rush. It's a really good pass rush. Well, mm-hmm. now Simmons is out. Danico Autry is out this week. He got hurt uh, last week in Green Bay. So, now you've got got Simmons, who was playing with a bad ankle. Uh, He should be better, you know, having the the mini buy after the Thursday night game. Mm -hmm. Um, But Dupree's coming back, which is good, because he's a guy that has been good when healthy. He's just had trouble staying on the field. Um, So, anyway, anyway, if they can create pressure, then you can keep from giving up a ton of those big plays, right? I mean, we saw last year in the playoff game, Jamar Chase still got his, right? I can't remember. I wrote it up earlier today. But, I mean, he still had over 100 yards in that game even though the Titans were, you know, making jo- Joe Burrow miserable all day. So, I mean, it, a, a part of it is just not giving them the big play, right? If they can keep from doing that, which this defensive back group, again, if they're all out there, ha- has a better chance to do because you got guys that have been out there, you know, minus McCreary is a rookie. But when you've, got, when you've got Byard and Hooker on the back end who have played a lot of football, can help with that kind of stuff, so that'll be good. If they can create pressure, I think they can at least keep the passing attack at bay. And they've been a defense, really, that has been able to stop the run with the front seven. So haven't had had to do a whole lot extra there. And then are content to give up some yards in the middle of the field but have been good in the red zone. So, you know, I think we'll see a, a, a similar type of deal. I mean, with Patrick, like when they played the chiefs a couple weeks ago, cause like you said, I mean, anytime you go to Lambeau and win, right. It's a great win. Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers is playing with a broken thumb. He's not, he, he wasn't good in that game and he doesn't have weapons. Right. But they played Mahomes. I guess it's been three weeks ago now. And if it hadn't have been, now he ended up throwing for a bunch of yards in that game, but they only scored 23, 24, whatever it was. Um, but Mahomes killed him with his legs. I mean, if they could have stopped Mahomes from running, they would have won that game. But he a couple of plays broke down. He was able to get loose. and You know, he gets a third and 15 running, that kind of stuff. So, um, I guess the defense has been better, um, and, and they've been really good against the run. So, I mean, I think they can keep them in this game. Now, that doesn't mean that, that Burrow's not going to throw for whatever. I mean, he's going to – I'm sure he's going to get yards, and, and, and the guys will get yards as well. But they've been good at, at limiting opposing teams from scoring against them, which I mean, obviously, is the most important thing. And they, they've given up some big passing games, but for the most point, for the most part, minus the Bills game back in week two, have been able to keep the, the opposing team out of the end zone. So that's what they look to do. And again, they've they've done a good job of that. Shane Bill and their Titans, their their defensive coordinator is getting you know pressed as, as a possible head coach guy. I don't know how much of him, how much of it's him, how much of it's variable. Anyway, they, they've done a really good job at keeping opposing teams from scoring. So um, hopefully they can keep that up
0: this week. Well, Jimmy, before we get to kind of some key players and how you see this one playing out and and getting you out of here, tell the folks where they can find you on social media, obviously musiccitymiracles.com, but um, other, other places where they can find your work, follow you, especially this weekend. With the Bengals going to Nashville to take on the Titans,
1: yeah, absolutely. So I'm at Jay Morris MCM on Twitter. The blog is at Titans MCM and Music Miracles. You know, we'll have all the standard stuff you're used to
0: seeing from the SB Nation sites up, ready to roll this weekend. Cool. The obviously the big key, I think. You know, the the Titans pass rush is going to get theirs here and there. I would think at least to some degree. And I think, you know, Burrow kind of dancing out of some of those pressure situations as he has kind of been prone to do uh, is going to be a key thing. Give me maybe a couple of key players that I know we've talked about a lot of different players and, you know, all, all sides of the ball. Um, give me a couple key players that maybe are rotational players or guys that, you know, whether it's a rotational pass rusher that may come in and have an effect or, you know, one of those sub linebackers or somebody, That you think, even if it's on the offensive side of the ball as well, uh, somebody that you think or a couple people that you think may have an impact that we as Bengals fans may not readily have at the tops of our minds based on what we know of this Titans team.
1: Yeah, so a couple guys on offense, Traylon Burks, I mean, he is the first round pick. We talked about him. But um, they're going to need him to make some plays in this one uh, to open up some things for Derrick Henry underneath um, all that stuff. So, I mean, watch him, his numbers when you if you just, you know, pull up his stat page. Not that good. He missed four games and it wasn't good early, but it has been coming on lately. And then uh, Chico Conquo, the tight end that um, they they have this love affair with Jeff Swain who um, is apparently like the greatest blocking tight end in the history of the world. And so (laughs) he has to be on the field all the time. And sometimes they've thrown the ball and it's really inexplicable because he's terrible. But um, the the last couple of weeks they've, they've given Akonko a few more targets. Um, I mean, he's had, he had a, anyway, I I, I can't remember. It's 120 yards in the last three games on three catches. Right. so I mean, a guy that can make some plays on the field. And again, they need some of that in this in this game, especially in a game where they're going to have to score points to win. Um, So those guys, if those guys can make some plays, if you can get, you know, 100 120 yards receiving from those two guys. I think then that's gonna that's gonna mean that they've been able to get some stuff down the field and should have some things opened up for Derrick Henry. So that that's the thing to watch. I mean, like Derrick Henry's gonna they're gonna give him the ball. Um, the last couple of weeks he's been balled up a little bit. I was surprised at, at how ineffective he was in Green Bay because their run defense is really really bad. And, uh, you know, they just really couldn't get him going up there. But the passing attack was able to do enough that it didn't really matter. So uh, those are kind of the two guys to watch. If they can have some plays from their pass catchers, they're going to have to have that, I think, to win this game. Because again, the Bengals are going to score points, right? Uh, all your your guys here in the in the chat talking about, you know, how the, 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 we haven't been playing any, the Saints haven't been playing anybody, and all that stuff. I mean, it, it's, it's true. Like I, I don't argue that at all. I do think this defense can hold up against good teams, but you know, the, it's it's up to them to prove it here. But they're going to have to score points to win. Mm-hmm. You know, seventeen's mm-hmm. not going to get it done here. I, I mean, I don't think so. Um, you know, we'll see. The, the defense is really good against for all those people, was really good against the Chiefs. Go back and look at that, but um, so we'll see. But uh, I think they got to get a couple of plays on the outside to open some things up. So, I mean, you know, listen, I, I think they're gonna win. I, I think being at home, the revenge, all that stuff. I mean, I, I think they're. Ready and again, they're hearing all this stuff about how well, y'all beat up on bad teams. You're not that good, blah blah blah. Um, they they hear all that stuff too. So I mean, I, I think they're going to be ready to go in this one. Um, but again, I do have a little bit of concern with Autry missing and then you know already not having Landry. How how is the pass rush going to look? But um, I think I said 24-21 in our deal. I, I think it's going to be close um, either way, and it's going to come down to whoever makes a play late, kind of like the playoff game did.
0: Yeah, I, I think, you know, either way, I, I got a coin flip on this one. I mean, I, I'll say the Bengals just because they've been trending yeah. upward the last couple of weeks and scoring a lot of points. But, um, you know, this is a this is a tough, tough matchup. And uh, I, I can see this game truly going either way. And I think kind of what you said, I think it could be one of those things that is a, a field goal margin by the – but when it's all said and done and whoever may have the ball last is the one who wins type of deal. And uh, that just may, may – Uh, be how it goes but again two quality teams this is one of the marquee games of the weekend for sure and uh a fun one to watch jimmy thank you very much for your time my friend i I took up a lot of it i said like 15 20 minutes we went 30 but i appreciate you on a friday night i know it's a little later where you are than than where i am hopefully you had some food in your belly before you you hit the air with us and and whatnot but uh hopefully i didn't cut into dinner time or anything but thanks for making time man no man all good i appreciate you having me on all right take care all right see you